Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. Thank you for joining us today. We're continuing our study in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and we're talking about the great apostasy. The Thessalonians were upset by false reports or false letters saying that the day of the Lord had already come. St. Paul said there would be three great signs outlined in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that have to occur before the second coming of Christ. And we're just talking about one of those three signs so far, the great apostasy. And to be honest with you, I thought I was all done with that, but I have one more show to share with you, and I think it's perhaps the most important by a long shot. And the title I'm going to give to this show is Hosea's Key for Detecting the Great Apostasy of 2 Thessalonians 2. Hosea's Key. We're going to look at the book of Hosea, the life of the prophet Hosea, and use his prophetic teaching to basically open for us the understanding of the great apostasy. One biblical scholar I read, and it was echoed by others, said, an apostasy, by definition, presupposes an original relationship with God. In other words, the very word apostasy, its root meaning is to fall away from something. So if you're falling away from the faith, there had to be some covenant union in the faith. And so we find that apostasy is related to this covenant union with God. And we see this from Genesis all the way through Revelation. In the very beginning of the Bible, the relationship we have with God is revealed in Genesis chapter 2. I term it the covenant of creation. And in Genesis chapter 2, for the first time, that covenant name of God is used, Yahweh. And wouldn't you know it, by the end of that chapter 2 of Genesis, you have the first marriage. So marriage is an earthly icon, if you would have it, of our covenant with God. You can't see that. You can see marriage. And the two are interrelated in a certain sense, for marriage to really work, that union with God needs to be established. As you know, uh, Israel in the Old Testament went into apostasy, and we're going to be talking about that in a moment from Hosea's life and ministry. But first, let's go now, fast forward all the way through the Old Testament to the New Testament. Do you know what the very first miracle that Jesus performed? Where was it? What was it? It was the miracle of turning water into wine at a wedding, the wedding of Cana. And Jesus is here coming to establish a new covenant with God. And in that context, he renews and restores and elevates marriage into one of the sacraments of the new covenant. So you see how marriage and the covenant union with God are related? And then you go to the very end of the Bible, the last two chapters. We've 
gone Genesis 2, John 2, and then the last two, Revelation 21 and 22. What do you see? The church appears as a bride prepared for the eternal covenant union with God. So beginning, middle, and end, marriage and our covenant with God, our union with God, are interrelated. They're not just bare signs either. There, there is a dynamic interrelationship. Now we go to Hosea. And just so you know, <laughs> Hosea really changed my life. And in fact, uh, it was while I was a Protestant pastor, I was preaching a sermon on Hosea that uh, I propelled myself out of the Protestant pastorate as a result of my sermon on Hosea. And this book directly assisted me in becoming a Catholic within months of that event. So (laughs) what was going on in Hosea? Well, Hosea prophesied during an age of Israel's religious apostasy. Now, in 2 Thessalonians 2, we're studying the great, the final, the culmination of all apostasy. But what we're doing is going back to Hosea to use Hosea as the key to detect what an apostasy involves. And one of the things you're going to find, not just in Hosea, but the other prophets as well, that the prophets will use the word adultery or harlotry as a way of expressing Israel's apostasy. Why? Well, the two are interrelated, uh, quite literally in many instances, because to commit apostasy was to fall into idolatry. And whenever there was idolatry, you sure did have lots and lots of sexual immorality. And so the adultery, the harlotry, and the apostasy always went hand in hand. And nowhere was this brought home more vividly than in Hosea's own home. Hosea had a wife who left him to become a prostitute. Now, imagine, and many of you know someone who's had a spouse who is unfaithful to him or her, and what a tragedy that is. Imagine if your spouse not only became unfaithful, but went and became a prostitute. That's what happened to this prophet. And what was going on in Hosea's marriage was to be a sign for the whole nation that they had committed apostasy. In other words, what was going on in that marriage was a key for Israel realizing, even though they didn't really realize it, that they had fallen into apostasy. I'll just give you a couple of verses from Hosea. Chapter 4 and verse 12, God says, a spirit of harlotry has led them astray. A spirit of adultery has led them astray, and they have left their God to play the harlot. Your daughters play the harlot. Your brides commit adultery. And this is what was going on, and this is what will go on in the last days. For instance, if you go to the book of Revelation, just a few chapters before you 
reached that final two, Revelation 21 and 22, the eternal covenant union with God. Uh, the church is as prepared as a bride. It's, it's a marriage uh, indicating this union with God that we'll have. But there's always a false substitute. And the false substitute in Revelation is chapters 17 and 18. The great worldwide system, religious, economic, and political, fallen away from God is called the great harlot. So you see, this isn't just something back there in Hosea. This is something we find in some of the last chapters of the Bible, namely Revelation 17 and 18. The apostasy of the last days is pictured as harlotry, just like the apostasy in Hosea's day was pictured as adultery. So you see, if you want the sure sign of apostasy, you have adultery. And again, this isn't about those guys over there. This is about God's people who had something to fall away from. In other words, to commit apostasy, you had to be at some point in your personal life or your nation's history or your religious group's history, you had to be in union with God in order to be able to fall away. And so this is what was happening in Israel. Let's fast forward to today. The Family Synod came out with a declaration in Amoris Laetitia that says somehow it's now okay for those living in adulterous relationships to receive the Holy Eucharist. And Amoris Laetitia, make no mistake, has overturned 2,000 years of Catholic teaching and practice on marriage, including that of St. John Paul II. Now, somebody is going to say, as you probably heard people say, maybe even over these airwaves, oh, Amoris Laetitia only changed practice, not Catholic doctrine of marriage. Do you know something? What I just said is an exact repetition of Israel's justification for their idolatry and immorality. Here's how it goes. In Hosea's day, Israel imagined that they were keeping faithful covenant with God because they still worshiped Yahweh. They still held in great esteem the great name of God revealed to Moses for them. But along with that, their practice, they worshiped Baal in practice. They committed the sexual immorality that went in practice with their worship of Baal. And you see in Hosea 8, God says, set the trumpets to your lips, Hosea. That means you're about to prophesy, for a vulture is over the house of the Lord. In other words, God is about to judge his people. Why? Because they've broken my covenant. They've committed apostasy. They've transgressed my law. But yet we read in the very next verse, to me, they cry, my God, we Israel, we know thee. We have the right belief. Our practice is a little off, but we have the right belief. Don't worry about it. Set a trumpet to your lips, Hosea, because a vulture is over the house of the Lord. This is not a minor thing. 
In other words, when Israel was in apostasy, adultery was the thing that Hosea used to try to reveal to the people of God of their spiritual situation, which they were numb to. You can't do something in belief and then deny it in practice. That's exactly what Israel did, and it led to their downfall and judgment by God. Cardinal Kafera, who established the great pontifical John Paul II Institute for Studies in Marriage and Family, received a letter from Sister Lucia, of course, of Fatima. And he said that the last words of her letter are words that are, quote, engraved in my heart, unquote. Well, what in the world did she say? She wrote to Cardinal Cofera, quote, there will come a time when the decisive confrontation between the kingdom of God and Satan will take place over marriage and the family, unquote. So, what is Hosea's key for understanding the great apostasy? It's that the decisive confrontation, the apostasy, the great apostasy between the kingdom of God and Satan will take place over marriage and the family. It will be like Hosea's day revisited. And the decisive confrontation, that is the great apostasy, will take place over marriage and family, well, that day is either already here or rapidly coming upon us. When he was a cardinal, the future Pope St. Paul II said, we are now standing in the face of the greatest historical confrontation humanity has gone through. I do not think that the wide circle of American society realizes this fully. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 29 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.